This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Truly, everything is coming up, Canty. It's amazing. He is he is chipper as can be about the Lakers going into that game tomorrow night, and I'm not oh. sure who's left to start uh, for the Minnesota Timberwolves after everybody's punching walls and punching each other and suspensions. It's a whole mess. Absolute disaster right now for the Minnesota Timberwolves, but all that means is Canty is benefiting from their misfortune. I, I mean, I couldn't have had a better weekend. I was <laughs> in Charlotte celebrating Easter with the family, got a chance to hear my mom's last Easter Sunday sermon as an appointed pastor, got a chance to have Miss Geraldine's famous lemon pound cake Ooh. as dessert after Easter dinner. My brother was on the grill hooking up the beef rib, beef tips and, uh, and the pork chops. It was just it was oxtails. It was just a phenomenal Easter weekend. And the coup de grace, of course, would be the implosion of the Minnesota Timberwolves and my Lakers set up uh, seemingly for a date with the number two seed, the Memphis Grizzlies, in the playoffs when they kick off this coming weekend. Canty and Carl at ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app, presented by Progressive Insurance, also on Sirius XM Channel 80. And then, Canty, down in Dallas, we've got ourselves a problem. No. And the problem is... They were entirely too honest over the weekend about tanking. And that's the worst thing you can do to the NBA. We all knew what was going to happen on Friday night when you started to get a look at who was going to be, quote-unquote, available for the Mavericks. And frankly, it was surprising because if you think about earlier in the week, they they won a game on Wednesday night that they they really went all out to try to win to, as if they were going hard for the play-in, Luca makes the comment of, I'm not giving up uh, on any season whenever there's any little bit of chance left in the year. And then all of a sudden, Friday night, the Mavericks are going in that tank. I'll tell you what. They even had their head coach make this comment after the game about the decision to sit Kyrie and to pull Luca after the first quarter and everybody else who sat out. It's not so much waving the white flag. It's, you know, decisions sometimes are hard in this business. And uh, you have to make hard decisions. Um, and we're trying to build a championship team. Um, and sometimes you got to take a step back. And uh, understanding, again, um, with this decision, um, this is maybe a step back, but hopefully it leads to going uh, forward. You know, and, so, and again, it's not always, you know, easy to make decisions, but um, these are decisions that are made uh, from my bosses, and we we got to, you know, follow them. And, and we trust Cuban and, and Nico are going to, you know, put the pieces together to put us in a position to win a championship. And, and so that's just starting the process to, today. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. That's number one. And number two, Canty, he's being too honest right there. And it was no coincidence that the NBA's investigation into the Mavericks for potentially losing on purpose Friday night began not too long after those comments. Yeah, I'm going to need Jason Kidd to take that one on the chin if I'm Mark Cuban and if I'm in the front office. I don't need you to vote to say that the right way. No, but you you can't. But here's the thing: I don't need you to say that. You you could say our season has devolved in such a way where it becomes about the development of the younger players on yeah. the roster. That, that that's what that, I mean. That's, it, that's it's simple. easy to say that. It's simple. 
the fact that you're saying this is the decision that's above my pay grade, I don't need you to do that because now you invite scrutiny from the league office. And that's why I was going to ask you, what have we seen from Jason Kidd this year that will sell us that he's the right man for the job in terms of getting things turned around in Dallas? Because uh, this Chris? organization has tried to find pieces to fit around Luka Doncic. They let Jalen Brunson walk out, and it feels like every decision that they've made since has been chasing after trying to make that one right. And they have yet to do it. And so when it comes to the business of, you know, Jason Kidd being the head coach that can create a system, an offense, a defensive scheme that can highlight Luka Doncic's strengths and mask his deficiencies, Jay Kidd hadn't done that. So, so my question is, why should he earn the benefit of the doubt when it comes to being able to coach this roster, especially when he's essentially airing our dirty laundry to the league office by telling them exactly what we're doing, which is trying to lose to improve our draft pick status. And Jason Kidd's had one decent run as a head coach anywhere he's been, and that was last year when they got to the conference finals. Yeah. I, he, everywhere he has gone, they have ended up better after he left. No doubt. So Jason Kidd should be smarter than that and shouldn't be washing his hands of anything, of any wrongdoing there in that spot. But, I, but I'll tell you what he's doing right there. He's teeing up his next job opportunity. Uh, absolutely. That's my point. Th- th- that's all, all, that's all he's doing. About there is Jason Kidd. And by the way, that's all Jason Kidd's ever been worried about. Ooh, ever. Preach. Ever. Preach. Preach. That, that's one thing. Okay. <laughs> Number two. I heard a lot of people over this weekend complaining, well, you know, we spent so much money on those tickets for that game, and all I got to see was Luka for 15 minutes, and the season's coming to an end. Let me ask those people a question. Would you rather go to a crummy, meaningless game where Luka plays 35 minutes at the end of a season, or would you ra- or have a good draft pick when your second player is in all likelihood leaving this offseason in Kyrie Irving. You traded away two really good defenders and a first-round pick in order to get him. And now your organization is an absolute disaster for the next three to four years, which would probably lead next offseason to Luka asking out. Also because of a Friday night game at the end of the season, you're bummed out about that? No Stop. Dallas Mavericks fan is upset about that. Let's be clear about that. Every well, the, the Pollyanna fans fan. were upset about it. You know what I mean? The Pollyanna well, fans. Well, the ones well, I who think, just I think want everything Knicks to be fans, perfect. I think the Knicks fans are upset about it because yeah. the Mavericks owe the Knicks a first-round pick that's top 10 protected, and Knicks fans know exactly what's happening right now, which is why, why they are – I guess, cheerleading for the NBA league office to investigate the Dallas Mavs. What they don't realize is that regardless of what the outcome of that investigation is, they're not getting that pick unless it's outside of the top 10. Well, it's 80% now that they will not get that pick. Yeah, well, that's what the statistical number is. But that's my point, though. The Knicks fans, they want, oh, take away the protections. We should get the Dallas Mavs. No, that's not going to happen. The Mavs are going to get fined heavily. You talked about it a couple of years ago when they were when they were you know under scrutiny for something similar in and, and in it was the Luka draft the 2018 draft yeah yeah it was a six hundred thousand dollar fine so maybe the fine is a seven figure fine this time around maybe they dock them a second round pick but there's no chance that the Knicks are going to get their hands on 
a top 10 pick from the Mavericks this year. That's just not going to happen. So uh, I get all of the outrage. I get that the league doesn't want to incentivize tanking, but Mark Cuban didn't lie when he says sometimes it makes sense to tank because it just does. And winning meaningless games in game number 81 or game number 82, that could potentially cost you a top 10 pick in a deep draft. Yeah, I'm not going to do that, especially when my organization has had trouble finding a running partner for our franchise guy, Luka Doncic. Yeah, and, and that's the other part of this. Kenton Carlin, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. What does it all mean with Luka for the long term? So mm. here is Luka yesterday going back and forth with our Tim McMahon, who, by the way, will join us later on uh, in the show to get more into this onto where he stands long-term. Never did I say, hey, Luke is indicating that you can request a trade. What I said is, if they don't get this right over the next year, there is a fear that you could come to them as Anthony Davis did in New Orleans, James Harden did in in, uh, in, in Houston, Kevin Durant just did in, in Brooklyn, say, hey, if we don't have a chance to win a championship, you know, something's got to change. I don't know what you're saying, uh, but so, I'm, ha- I'm happy here. Okay, so. <clears throat> There's nothing to worry about. about. Well, if you want to really be honest about the situation, ask Dame Lillard what he would do at this point. Because Dame Lillard's the guy who for years said he was okay with the situation. And then when he wasn't, he finally said something today. And it might be too late. It might be too late in his career, can't he? There's no question in my mind just doing NBA math that if the Mavericks don't get better this offseason and don't look like a better team, that Luka's asking his way out next year. Yeah, I mean, it's easy for Luka to say that he's happy here now. Yeah. But if this, don't mean continues, if this thing continues to spiral, all of a sudden public sentiment and the tide is going to change and people are going to start looking at Luka Doncic as the reason why the Dallas Mavs can't figure it out. Like, you know, you, 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 you know, you either die a hero or live long enough to become the villain. And, and that's that's essentially what's going to happen with Luka Doncic because we've, we've seen all of the other players that they've swung and miss on, whether it's Christos Porzingis, they didn't re-sign Jalen Brunson, Kyrie Irving, you know, all, all of these other guys, all of these other stars that they've tried to pair with Luka. They had Rick Carlisle as the head coach. Now they've got Jason Kidd as the head coach. If things continue to spiral, kids probably not going to be around. So, so if you start reading the tea leaves, if you're firing, hiring and firing coaches, if you're signing and trading away stars and letting them walk out of the door and nothing seemingly changes, at some point people are going to start looking at Luka Doncic. I think people have already started to ask the question, can other stars come along and play with Luka Doncic? Should they want to come play with Luka Doncic? If that continues to grow, if that gets a little bit louder – then I'm pretty sure that Luca's gonna change his tune. It's just one year into a five-year, two hundred fifteen million dollars supermax contract, so he absolutely could pivot after 2023, 2024, and decide he wants out and get traded next summer. So I don't, I don't take a lot of stock in what he said, but I do think that the organization does have to have more urgency about trying to fix it around him. Should Luca be looking to get out long term here? Are the Mavericks wrong for tanking? 888-SAY-ESPN. Canty, let's get a call or two in on this right now. Josh is in New York. He's on ESPN Radio. Josh, what do you think about the Mavs situation? 
Honestly, I think the only thing that no one's really talking about is that this is all Mark Cuban thinking he's the smartest man in the room and him being mad that they let Jalen Brunson walk out the door. He saw how bad they were after it happened, and now this is why he's doing the whole tanking thing. Because honestly, the top 10 pick, is it really going to put someone next to Luka that's going to help them win a championship? No one knows. No, Nobody knows. Nobody knows right now. I mean, for Pete, listen, we don't know what number that ends up at. We know that what the odds say. But I'll, I'll say this, okay? Cuban has run this organization poorly over the last year plus. Mm. I mean, you had two and three opportunities last year with Jalen Brunson to recognize the role that he played with that team and how that would play out. And you even had one at the last minute to give him the max deal, and he chose not to do it. So stop blaming Rick Brunson for losing Jalen Brunson. You lost Jalen Brunson. And now you're seeing what he's doing with the Knicks, and, and you're going to point the finger at everybody else. That's absurd. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't agree with what Mark, Mark Cuban is, is doing in terms of blaming other folks. But I will say this about the draft. Like, this is supposed to be a really deep draft. And if you end up with a top 10 pick, the hope would be that that guy can develop into a player that can help Luka Doncic compete at a really high level in the sport. Now, I'm not going to say it's going to happen immediately, but who's to say two or three years from down the road you could be talking about a team that's ready to contend in the Western Conference. It's just a matter of being able to hit on that pick, and having a top tick pick is better than not having one. So I get what, what, what that last caller was saying. It might not be consequential, but everything matters when you're trying to – Find players that can that have star potential that can come alongside Luca and play and, and be big time. That, like you have to, you have to at least take your swings. I'm pretty sure that a lot of people didn't think Donovan Mitchell was going to develop into the player that he was. And I want to say, Carlin, he was the 14th pick in the draft that he came out of. Yeah. So I mean, you know, who's to say where you're going to find that that kind of perennial All Star? It's hard to do, but it can be done. And I think having the assets goes a long ways to helping the team find pieces that fit alongside Luka. But the whole thing has got to be about selling Luka that Dallas is a place that he can compete at and that he can win a championship at. And right now, it's hard for anybody to have confidence that that would be the case. Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, benefits in one of the country's top workplaces, Come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Another one of Canty's favorites. It's like Oprah's favorites. It's like it's Canty's just all over the Golden State Warriors. And I understand why. And he loves their opportunity here in the Western Conference. And he's not the only one. Clay Thompson does, too. I would say we have to value the ball more, take great shots, and communicate on defense. We those do those three things i i don't see a team who can beat us in a seven game series when we're healthy um so if we do those three things three things going forward i think we'll be in a great position to repeat look i get it canty and you couldn't have gotten a better situation than to get sacramento in that first round um they'll win a game in sacramento i have no question about that (laughs) they will absolutely win a game in sacramento even though the 9 and 30, that's not going to bother me here. They'll be pumped up in Sacktown. They're not going to win both of those first two games. And then the series will be over. They'll probably end up winning that series in five or six. But I'll say this. That's a big if 
everybody's staying healthy, everybody's staying on the court, everybody's still, you know, being able to stay at least relatively fresh during the postseason is asking a lot from the Golden State Warriors right now. Is it, though? I think it is. I I don't know that it is, man. I mean, playoff basketball is what this team lives for now. If you're in your early and mid-30s, what are you playing the game for if not to win a championship? All of those guys, the core pieces have already made a ton of money. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, they've already made a ton of money. Jordan Poole just got paid a ton of money. So right now, this team is all about winning championships. And guess what, Carlin? They know how to do it. They, they, they know how to do it. They've had essentially three different eras of Golden State Warriors basketball contend at a championship level. You had the early Steph, Clay, and Dre days. You had the KD days. And now you have the post-KD days. And they've won championships at each phase. So, to me, Golden State is the one team that's kind of, I don't even want to say laying in the weeds because they are the reigning defending champs. But that's the team that's seemingly an afterthought in the Western Conference. Everybody is focused on what the Phoenix Suns could be or what the Denver Nuggets could be or the Los Angeles Lakers who have the fifth best odds to win the West. Nobody's really talking about the Golden State Warriors except for me, and they're getting Andrew Wiggins back, which is going to significantly upgrade their defense, if nothing else. Yeah, I'm curious I'm as to riding, what that looks I'm like riding, after 30 I'm, games. Well, here's the thing. I'm riding with the Golden State Warriors, and Andrew Wiggins having this series against Sacramento is just enough time for him to figure out what play, what you know, figure it out and get acclimated to playoff basketball and reacclimated to his teammates. So I, I have. I don't have the concerns that you have, especially with the team that just came off of a title run. I just don't. Father time is undefeated. That's all I'll say. Well, get if you're saying round. that, you're saying the same thing about the Phoenix Suns. You're saying the same thing about the Lakers. You're saying well, the same thing about all three of those teams. you got to say the same thing about the I'm Clippers not saying too. the same thing about the Phoenix Suns. Because How are you not saying that about the Suns? Where their point guard and their best player are both – in their mid to late thirties, what are you right. talking about? Well, with Fe- well with with Durant, I know what Durant is. He's plug and play here, and I, I'm expect if I'm talking about anybody getting hurt, Durant's not the one I'm worried about as much as Chris Paul is. Okay, listen, he overall, got hurt in and the plus they have a line. young superstar to go with it with Devin Booker, so that's where that makes it a little bit easier for me. That's all. Phoenix is not young. I'm not. I'm not blind to that. Okay. But my my, you know where I'm at. I'm with Memphis right now. I'm on Memphis until they let me down, and then I jump on somebody else. It's Canty and Carlin, <laughs> ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Eight eight eight. Say ESPN. Is it on Luca in Dallas? Is Luca asking his way out anytime soon? Or is this on Mark Cuban? And can Golden State go win a championship from the sixth seed? Lines are open at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Up next, four teams are in a very unique position when it comes to the NFL draft. We're making our daily dash to the draft next and explaining why these teams have a substantial advantage over others. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle 
and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. You've been under a rock. You know that Canty and I, along with Mike Tannenbaum and Ian Fitzsimmons, will be hosting the NFL Draft on ESPN Radio April 27th, 28th, 29th, live from Kansas City. We are pumped up for that. And as such, every day at this time, and then again at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, we do our dash to the draft. Okay, football fans, let's get back to some football. This is the Dash for the Draft with Canty and Carlin. Every time. Every time. Let's get back to some football, football fans. Uh, As opposed to what? (laughs) Cricket? Seriously. Come on. It's ridiculous. Uh, That's your boy, boy Raj, though. That's your boy. Canty, we've got four teams in the NFL draft this year that have first have multiple first round picks, mm-hmm. and two of which we're going to talk about right now, and then the other two a little bit later on. We have got the Eagles, the Texans, the Seahawks, and the fourth team is. Of course, you know the fourth team is. I'm trying to remember, huh? You said the Lions, right? The Lions, yes. There you go. I, I blanked on it. I just tried to put you on the spot. Come on, big fella. That's all. That's all. I fat-headed it. So listen, Canty. keep fat-handed stuff? We got to work on that. No, I fat-headed it. You um, fat-headed it? Yeah. yeah. Canty, let's talk Eagles and Texans with multiple okay. first-round picks here. All right. Now, first of all, with the Texans, we know that they have the second overall pick, and we know that they are likely to take a quarterback in this spot. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I don't know why this is now coming up. Maybe it's just because people are getting bored, but there are a few places 
where I have started to see them actually not taking a quarterback and taking Will Anderson with the thought that D'Amico Ryans wants that guy. I can't imagine that they are not going to take who is ever left between C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Yeah, they're going to take one of those quarterbacks. There, there's there's no question about that. I, I don't think you mess around with it. I think you go after that. Could you try to get into the Caleb Williams, Drake May sweepstakes next year? I guess you could if you're willing to throw away another season. But there are no guarantees when it comes to tanking in the NFL. It just it, It's hard to do it. Um, because it's such a year-to-year proposition, not only for the coaches, but for the players on the field. So um, I, I think this is a situation where they have to go with the quarterback. And to me, you could do a lot worse than either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud as the number one overall pick. So the fact that you're sitting at number two and you're going to get one of those guys, I think you're in really good shape if you're the Texans. Yeah, and listen, I, I don't think there's any doubt that they will take whichever one of those two that is left unless somehow they fell in love with one of the other two quarterbacks and maybe would trade for more picks and slide back a spot or two. But that's the only way I would ever see that happening, and I don't see that happening. No, I don't. And it's starting to look more and more like it's going to be C.J. Stroud as the quarterback left on the board for the Texans. And I feel great about that. The word on the street is that all signs point toward Bryce Young being the number one overall pick for the Carolina Panthers. So if you're the Texans, you're going to get the bigger, stronger guy that's probably a little bit of a better athlete. Maybe not as great of a thrower, but not not as great as an arm talent. But, uh, I mean, when you look at the mechanics from C.J. Stroud, there are no question marks to me when it comes to him. I think as far as the quarterbacks go, he's the guy with the highest floor. And if you're the Texans, uh, you got to feel good about that. Like, you're getting yep. a quarterback – that gives you a pretty high floor in terms of what he's going to be at the next level. That's a win. So then their second pick is the 12th overall pick that they got from Cleveland in the Deshaun Watson trade. Here's the good news for the Texans. They need everything. There there is not one spot where you can say they are 100% locked in. So Canty, Mel Kuyper Jr. has them taking Nolan Smith, the outside linebacker from Georgia, speed pass rusher, type I I could honestly see them doing that or I could see them going and getting uh, a wide receiver like a Jackson Smith in Jigba at that point to pair especially if it was with CJ Stroud because you know you've got some chemistry right off the bat and I think Smith and Jigba is going to be one of the first wide receivers off the board yeah, I'm with you on that front. Um, they've invested heavily in the offensive line. Remember Kenyon Green, a first-round draft pick last year. They re-signed Laramie Tunzel. Um, and then they've got Titus Howard on the other side of that, another former first-round draft pick. And they got Zach Mason in a trade from the Tampa Bay Bucks. So they've fortified the offensive line pretty good. I, I think you focus on continuing to build out the offense. And to me, it's going after another weapon for your quarterback. Because I don't feel great about riding – with Nico Collins or Robert Woods or those guys. Now, you do have John Metchie third, who was a second-round pick from last year, mm-hmm. but I think you could, you could also help yourself by getting another weapon from your, for your quarterback. And how about a guy with a huge catch radius and Quentin Johnston from TCU? That yeah. guy's a big play down the field waiting to happen, and if I'm going to draft a quarterback that, that, that's going to have a little bit of a learning curve with the step-up in class with competition – how about I get him a wide receiver that gives him some margin for error? You Quentin know what I mean? Johnson, like, I, I, Canty, with his size, 
he is the the true prototypical number one receiver in this draft. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. And he is going to bully defensive backs in the National Football League. Okay, let's shift over to the Eagles. Tenth pick, 30th pick. There is a lot of thought that the Eagles should draft B. John Robinson. I have no problem with this if they want to do that at 10. I really don't, considering how highly regarded he is by so many teams. So many teams seem to have him in their top five overall of players, but then there's the value factor at the position. If he is Canty, that dominant, dominant running back, I think about how ridiculously scary that offense could be. I don't have to pay him for five years. I'll worry about that later. Give me his five years of great production on an offense with Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, Devontae Smith. I got a lot to work with. I am going to lead the league in points next year. And, yes, I know what I said uh, over the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know, big fella. I'm, I'm looking at the defensive line. I think they go back to the well on the defensive line. Make your, you know, continue to fortify your strength. Like you lost Javon Hargrave in free agency. Um, you know, Fletcher Cox is getting older. Uh, I mean, you, you could you could stand to add some more pass rush to that group. I mean, Brandon Graham is not a young guy, so I, I would look at adding another pass rusher. I like Luke Van Ness out of Iowa. I think mm-hmm. he's a get after it kind of guy. I, I think that 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 provides a lot of. You know, a lot of juice to your pass rush. Um, you know, we'll see what ends up happening with Jalen Carter, where he falls, Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech, where he falls. But I'm thinking that they go with pass rush. When you start talking about top 10 picks, I think prototypes, I, I think those things matter. Uh, and I also look at the positions that are hard to get. Running back is not that. I know how special Bijan Robinson is. But I also know that I have another first-round draft pick. I can look at adding a difference maker at the running back position in the second half of the first round if I so choose. But to me, going after one of those top-end edge rushers in this year's draft could could really go a long ways to not only helping my team this year, but helping to extend my championship window with my defensive unit for years to come. For the record, Mel has them taking uh, Peter Skaronsky, the tackle or interior lineman. There's a lot of debate about that from Northwestern uh, with their first pick and with the 30th pick, and this is one that I like, to your point of addressing the defensive line, Kalijah Cansey from Pitt. Love who, him. Love him. Yep. Love him. Love Canty, him. I mean, I hate to use Love this him. phrase, but I'm going to use it. I know what you're going to say. Not poor man's, not poor man's, but maybe middle-class man's Aaron Donald. The only reason that you don't want to say he's he's the next Aaron Donald is because Aaron Donald is an all-time great. That's yes. the only reason that you you don't want to put that label on the kid. But he's a disruptor. when you look at what Aaron Donald was coming out of pit and you look at what Kalaja Kansi is, ain't a whole hell of a lot of difference. It's just not disruptive. One of those guys that spends so much time in the backfield. And AD was the same way in college. I saw him playing college a ton. This guy is very similar. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Are you getting more and more pumped up for the draft as we speak? 
as you I and I am, are going through. I, I am excited, and you know who else is excited? Mm. My wife Mel is excited about the draft. She's actually going to be coming to Kansas City with me. Oh, she is. She wants she wants to see the the spectacle that is the NFL draft. So she will be coming on the trip with me to Kansas City, big fellow. You know, I offered that to my wife, and I've yet to get an answer. <laughs> 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 it's kind of like, hey, man, man. it's always football season in the Canty household, Carlin. Yeah, I know. But it's it's not always Carlin season in my household. If you know what I mean? <laughs> I got gotcha. you, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, presented by Progressive Insurance. My friends, did you see Kepka falling apart yesterday? Did you enjoy it? I know I did. We'll explain why in moments. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. And Carlin, the podcast. Look, I, I find it impossible right now, and this is just me, to root for the live golf guys. I find it very hard to do. And I know we're all just, you know, pumped up to see everybody, and you want to see the best golfers at Augusta yesterday, which is what we got to see. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Not going to lie, enjoyed seeing Brooks Kepka fall apart. After a couple of days where he was playing really well, did not play well yesterday. Uh, obviously, they had all the weather that was an issue. Ended up having to play like 28 holes, I think it was. And he 
you know, got annoyed at one point about how slow Patrick Cantlay was going in front of him. Here's the thing about Kepka. Canty, he comes across to me as just a whiner. He comes across as a whiner. And I, I just, I can't root for that guy. I can't root for that guy. And I was not disappointed to see him lose. Because you know me, if there's one thing I enjoy, it's other people suffering. <laughs> <laughs> well, how, how much of it is Brooks Kepka's demeanor and how much of it is the fact that he plays on the live tour? Because I, because I, I think we, there are a lot of people that have an issue with the Live Tour golfers just because of who's backing the Live Tour, yeah. the Saudi Arabian monarchy, and some of the human rights atrocities that they've you know been chronicled with. And, and, and I understand those feelings. I also understand that we're all somewhat being hypocritical because if we go to the gas pump and we have you know gas vehicles and we consume those products, those products from petroleum producing countries, like we're we're, we're we're, 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 we're sending money back to them too. So I, 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 I don't feel great about, about taking that stance with it. I can understand why people feel a way about mm-hmm. it. But at the same time, the players made the decision to go on a live tour because the PGA tour and Jay Monahan didn't have a good revenue sharing system with the players and golfers weren't realizing their real value to the game of golf domestically. That's why it happened. And it was interesting that the PGA Tour looked at the Live Golf Tour as such a threat when PGA Tour golfers had been playing in international tours all, all, you know, since, since the inception of the PGA Tour. They've played in other tours, whether it's the Sunshine Tour, um, or other international tours in, in Africa. They've, they've played in other tours before. So the PGA Tour didn't have an issue with it until the Live Golf Tour. And I have a feeling it's because of the resources that live through behind it, knowing that the PGA Tour just couldn't compete. Now, as far as how the Live Golfers fared, I thought they did pretty well, big fella. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're talking about 18 live golfers participating in the Masters over the weekend. 12 of them made the cut, and three of them finished in the top four, including Kepka. So it I, wasn't I think, bad. Kenty, I think anybody who thought that somehow those guys forgot how to play golf because they were playing against different competition, you're just not paying attention. They, they were not going to go there and tank completely. I mean, the competition – is still pretty good. Here is Kepka yeah. yesterday on what he thinks the Live Golf guys uh, proved at the 2023 Masters. With you at the top, near the top, and, and Phil up there, and, and Patrick near the top ten. I mean, what do you guys think you proved this week about the quality of play on that circuit? Uh, nobody. I mean, we're still the same people. So I mean, I know if I'm healthy, I know I can compete. I don't think any of the guys that played this event thought otherwise either. Um, when Phil plays good, they know he's going to compete. B. Reed, same thing. Um, I think that's just manufactured by the media that we can't compete anymore. We were washed up. I think that was silly to think that. Yeah, but playing fifty-two hole, 54 holes as opposed to 72, it actually makes a difference, and we saw that Sunday. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin Podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.